Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sorry about the noise. My neighbor's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio. It's time to get philosophical with Stephen Silvani, AFL Trade Radio's local expert. Become a local expert. Get leads, run your business and improve your cash flow from one app. One of the highlights of each and every late trade, Stephen Silvani getting philosophical. AFL Trade Radio's local expert. Become a local expert, get leads, run your business, improve your cash flow from one app. Today's sauce, under the guise of philosophical, we're going to talk about the Tasmanian licence. Uh, there's a possibility, and, and we've been saying this since uh, what, the start of the year, Something, something's imminent about an announcement. It could even come late this week, and if not late this week, early next week, about the official announcement around an entry of the Tasmanian license. A lot's still to play out, but there, it is getting pointy-ended in terms of an announcement. I want to talk at it and, and come at it from the perspective of, let's just work with this season, 2027, as the entry point for this particular club and how it looks. You were so central to one of the two expansion clubs, GWS, when it came in in 2012. The previous year, 2011, Gold Coast came in. One club benefited greatly out of out of the impact of those two new clubs coming in. That one club was Hawthorne, the way it managed its um, its cap and, and it managed its recruitment and it used free agency perfectly to continually add to it what was already a good team to win premierships in that period. Geelong is positioning itself right now. It's only 2022, but they are positioning itself right now for, for even 2027 perspective in terms of what Tassie will do and impact on the competition. Please take our listeners through the impact that will be felt by every other club as this new club is set up and, and requiring of extra assistance through draft and even access to players. Yeah, well, firstly, we look at the existing clubs um, what they need from the AFL is the lead-in time to make sure that they can get their list into order. And what I mean about that is um, should the, the those establishment concessions that are given to, say, the Tasmanian team, a fair swag of the early picks in over a two-year period will go to the Tasmanian football team. So... Um, you're losing a big portion of the draft. Do you see that- a similar scenario to what to what happened with with both Gold Coast and GWS? I and, think- and, and just remind people what that looked like. Well, well, they did. They they had the option of getting uncontracted players as a starting point. As, as yeah. a starting point. And um, then was and it the the Giants had access to the what, 17, was it? 17, 17 year yeah. olds, and then they obviously had some very early picks in both the drafts. I think there's no doubt um, the AFL will. Look at those. What worked well? What didn't work well? I can actually say that the AFL have actually they've gone around to um, those two establishment teams and done a report on that. What worked well? What didn't work well? Um, so when we look 
at the existing clubs. And that that's really important too, because it's not just about the new club here. It's looking after the existing club that they've got an even playing field amongst themselves as well. So one, one of the points that came up was you may, you may be a bottom four team thinking, well, I've just finished, I've finished second last or mm. for whatever reason last, all of a sudden you haven't got access to yeah. pick one, pick two, pick three, pick four. Yep. That's really important for those clubs because you need those clubs to be competitive as well. So it's not, they shouldn't be take, they shouldn't be disadvantaged any more than any other year. They're going to be though. It's a fact they're well, going th- to be. They will be, but maybe that is a, a situation where they get a mid first round pick that they're actually, so if they finish last where they usually get pick one, they might get two picks. They might get a pick at, at pick four and pick 15 that they can make up. You know, for, uh, if the new bottom, club gets picks one, it, two, and three, correct. which is probably what's and, going to happen, and, and, and seven and nine and ten, yeah. so <clears throat> they might get multiple picks in that first round. So there's things like that they mm. you need to consider to make sure that you're not they're not being disadvantaged so much like they were when these two new clubs came in um, in, in around 2009, 2010. Nobes, what did you make of the concessions? Now that we're, what are we now, 12 years on basically yep. from, from the impact, and, it, and it's still being felt by some clubs. Some clubs never recovered from from the lack of access to that draft and, and are still struggling. So all those drafts in consecutive years, what would you suggest when this Tasmanian team gets its raft of concessions, which it will need to get? Um, how do you see it looking? Is, is it access to players from current clubs as well as the the draft concessions that will absolutely 100% be part of their package? Yeah, well, there's better mechanisms now, Damo, than what there were when the two new franchises come in. There's a couple of different things. I think if you map the strategy out correctly, the new team, the new Tassie team, you say you give them the odd picks in the first round. So they take three, five, seven, what you do with one or two, or you give them the odd numbers, you give them two, four, rather than giving them a bunch of stuff up the the top. Where they can... Get players on on, on board. Yeah, so and the teams that haven't had great years are probably moving back one or two spots. It's not going to be too bad for them in rather than moving back four spots or three spots, depending on you know father son compensation picks that come in that type of thing. So I think if you map the strategy out um, well, the, I think it's the right thing to do is to go back to the teams that came in, what worked, what didn't. Um, but we've also now seen a couple of teams that. I don't think it's going to impact. I don't think it'll impact Geelong. Mm. It's not going to impact Richmond with what they're doing. So teams have become smarter as because we Because they're going forward. to get the late picks anyway. Correct. I mean, Geelong's traditionally got a, a pick 15 to 18, hasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. so I think how you map the strategy out, you've got the 17-year-old picks. I think you could give clubs now, you could say, right, you've got two years to quarantine your top 15. There's been a bit of... There's some narrative that comes into the marketplace. The AFL is great at sort of running things up the flagpole. We're hearing <laughs> this thing now for me about the top 15 type of thing. It used to be sort of the top 10. So I think clubs are going to be asked to quarantine their top 15 and the new club will have access to anyone else that they can get out of there at the top 15. In or out of contract? Yep. Either. Really? Yep. But the, for the, for those, the ones that aren't in the top 15 and that say so that new, the, the Tasmania Football Club, they can access anything after 15, but they're still going to have agreement Correct. From, from that player yep. to go to that football. But, I mean, we at the moment, we've got clubs talking to players in contract anyway. So that, mm. that's not an unusual mm. scenario. So but, just to explain that again, the, the club itself would rank its players. And is, yep. is it a ranking on payments or is it a ranking on, on 
The easiest ability. way, well, the easiest way would be to do money. Where, where it falls foul is if you bring someone in and you front end contracts and yeah. that type of thing. So it can move someone that you don't necessarily. So is that manipulable in, in a way as well? As, as it probably should be for the well, club. It's not who's an got even play. playing field anyway. No, it's not. So yeah. the ability. So all you have to do is, but you give clubs two years to get their house in order okay. to do that. To, to get it to 15. To get yeah. it to 15. Then yeah. you've got the leverage that I think, I think what's going to happen is that Tassie come in, they'll get given Thursday night footy. Okay. There's more Thursday night football next year. I reckon they need to get a stadium. I'm all for Tassie getting a license. Being an ex-Tassie boy, yeah. it'd be great to have. Indoor stadium though. Indoor though. stadium. Has yeah, to be. we had a couple of night games and they're, they're hard. It's hard to play. It's hard to get people in there. It's just cold. Mm. It's a great spot during the day. Yeah. Um, but Thursday night footy will then attract people to go down, similar to what so Brisbane did with Collingwood a few years ago in the Easter Thursday. They reignited that. People come up, they stay the weekend. It's great for the economy. So I, I think you can plan this out, Damo. They come into the TAC Cup. They come into the VFL. Yep. I reckon 26, if they're going into 27, yep. you can get that VFL team to play in a pre-season with the AFL. There's some real key planning that I think you could put in place to have it hit the ground running either in 26 or 27. Yeah, they're, they're, the big thing is developing their own down there. And, I, yep. and I, it is a football state, so that shouldn't be an issue if it's run correctly. Yep. Um, that's big. The other thing is uh, when they do establish this club, they need experienced people. Um, I think what you saw at the Giants when Kevin Sheedy and even Mark Williams, yep. and he was great Yourself, in that one. Sauce. Well, I'm not, not so much myself, but they, they, were, they, were, they were experienced people. Yeah. And um, and obviously, and we spoke about experience before, but it actually helps you retain players to get players to the, to, to that football club. And I, I think that's really important that um, you've got people with some substance and who know football and can attract, but also keep the group together. We, we know we, one, don't we? we? We know a person of that calibre. Well, one to the left here. That's what I was trying to get to. I, Dave, think, I Dave, think you were getting there yourself. He's a Tasmanian. So we, Tasmanian? we tried to get him in the running for the AFL Brad Scott vacant job, right? But you're, maybe the Tassie job might be maybe better. the Tassie job could be the one. Two options. You might have, might have to make a choice, Dave. <laughs> oh, it'd be great to be able to yeah. put something in place for you. And I mean, I, I look at it when I came through. I was lucky enough; I got drafted late. But as an aspiring young footballer coming through, to try to get in your own team in your own state, nothing greater, mm. nothing greater. I mean, for Tassie, it's a bit like playing State of Origin you know, getting into that team. And I think the talent down there has been dormant. I yep. think it can be reactivated, can be motivated and stimulated with the, enough lead-in time and enough resources and, spent down there. But it needs to be done now, really. If if we're going to get this team in, it's got to be, you know, three, four years ahead of its time yep. because it's not just going to take that three or four years. It's going to probably take, you know, eight, nine, ten years to yep. really get it up to standard. Per capita, it's generated some unbelievable greats of our game. Yeah. It has. Although, if and again, this is a fascinating debate and even some of the layers to it. I mean, that top 15 ranking situation is going to be very dramatic, isn't it, when it comes into play? And, and as you said, Soss, having lived through it with the, the build of the expansion club of GWS, you yep. saw it. And, and again, we could even enter into the... I keep using the word raw, but I say it with a tongue in cheek. The way you managed to get access to those 17-year-olds that and, and how, you, how you could then benefit yeah. from that as I, well. I think we're... I mean, I think where we were fortunate is that Gold Coast were the first in, in relation. So we we were able to sort of sit back for 12 months and say, this is what they did really well, yep. and this is where we could probably do it a little yep. better. Yep. Um, so, um, yeah, that, that, was real, that, that was 
really a benefit to us in terms of managing how we traded. And is it fair to say, just the way drafts work and, and, and waves of talent comes through, yeah. you, you had a better year? Well, uh, the, the, reason, the reason the 17, I think my under, I hope I'm correct on this, but my understanding was the 17-year-olds were put in place because the thought was that our draft year wasn't going to be as strong wasn't as strong as the 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 the, uh, the Gold, Gold Coast, but it probably was when it arrived. Probably Is that fair to the, say? Probably at the end. Yeah. Yes, but so if you looked at the two, the, the two main difference or the ma- major difference was that Gold Coast loaded up on experienced players that they they paid a lot of money for, mm. and they probably got a bigger result early. Um, so they they ended up getting Campbell Brown and and um, Luke Power, Luke. Uh, no, no, um, Ablett, yeah. um, all these guys, yep. which was great. Yeah, and there was nothing wrong with that. We went down another path where we thought, listen, let's go attack some plays that are sort of under 22 years of age, knowing that it's going to take four or five years for this team to get up and going to be in the finals and competing, and they're going to be right in their prime to to, to hopefully play finals. So that was our difference. So we went for Phil Davis, Callum Ward, uh, Reese Palmer was one. Uh, Tom Scully. Scully was another, and then we loaded up with some really old players that had recently retired with that leadership. That was where Luke Power came in. So, so yeah, yeah. yeah, so Luke Power, Chad Corns, uh, Brogan, and um, and McDonald. Yep. Uh, James McDonald from Melbourne. So that was the fundamental difference, really, on the t- yeah. in, in the two. And then again, we talk about that, and and here we are. 12 years in, Gold Coast hasn't won more than 10 matches in a season. It's done that twice, but it hasn't won. And, and GWS, as we said before, nearly got there in 2016 and made a grand final in 2019. But it takes time, doesn't it? And and some of the decisions that you make in that very first formative year are going to shape the very next, obviously, the next 12 and, and, and even the 15 or first 20. Yeah. I mean, look, you try and make a decision there and then and what's the best for the future. Uh, for the club, you don't get them all right, you know. No. Otherwise, we'd have eighteen teams winning a flag each year, yeah. and the, it the, just it just doesn't happen. But there are so many things that, um, you know, when you, when you're setting up a football team, you look at your development and how important is welfare when you've got so many so many um, young players. Like we, we we had the Lamberts that looked after our young young players that did a terrific job. Um, you know, you get develop where are they living? Um, then you're looking at development and the coaching and Living arrangements, you know, where are we going to put all these young kids? Um, it's so, it's a big, big job. Mm. And then trying to retain them, knowing that, you know what, okay, because people I, like you'll be picking well, them off. I, I could tell there's, <laughs> there, there was a thought that, you know, all these kids and, and the clubs weren't scared back then when they first come in, they're going to Blacktown. We'll get them back in two years' time. Not a problem. Yeah. I can tell you now, four years in, everyone's going, hang on a tick. Yeah. Mm. What's going on here? There's going to be this super team. And there nearly was. There almost was. But, I mean, that's that's how quickly things can turn, you yeah. know. Yeah. So, but, but they just need whatever they do, and I'm sure they will, because they know what's happened with Gold Coast and the Giants is to make sure they get that foundation right yep. for, 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 for Tassie. That was Philosophical for today with Stephen Silvani, AFL Trade Radio's local expert. Become a local expert. Get leads, run your business, improve your cash flow from one app. Just before we close off on that Tassie conversation, um, Sam in Malvern has called in to add to it. Hi, Sam. Hey, boys. Just a quick question about the logistics with 
how's the team coming in? I'd just like to ask, you know, you said the teams, some teams being more effective than others. What would happen to those, you know, those mid-teams, like around, not in the finals yet, pushing maybe like a Carlton, St Kilda? Then also, what would happen with the bye with 19 teams? How do you reckon that would work? Well, that's you're exactly right in terms of those mid-teams. Um, that's why I think the leading period, knowing that that could be four or five years away, gives those it gives the competition some time to understand and get their list and draft uh, order into in, into order, knowing that this team's coming in. So they, yeah. they, they're they're going to have plenty of time to get themselves right. Um, or get themselves in order. Uh, the buy oh, not ideal. Oh, oh, yeah, not ideal for anyone, is it? Not, not ideal for for the buy itself and who gets it and when you get it because you don't want it in the, in round one and you don't, certainly don't want it in round twenty two or three. Given everyone's going to get one, yeah. so yeah, it, it, it does create problems, Sam. But yeah, they're not going to worry about that. It's it's uh, of all the problems they've got, that one is down the rung of of uh, of priority. It, it probably you won't be able to have a buy in the last round leading to the final, will you? Stop it there. Yeah, but, but, so but, that, that week off. But no, someone's no, not saying, playing in yeah, that no, last round my, of football. No, yeah, so my point is, you won't be able to have in your last round of football. You won't be able to have the week off leading into the finals. So you know we've got that week leading to the finals because yeah. someone's going to have a buy in that last two weeks week. in a row. Yeah. There's a good chance a finals team if they're going to yeah. could, could have two teams uh, two weeks off. Yeah, we're getting closer though to the way that they now do the scheduling. Where you you might be able to prevent yeah. that in the back end of the year. Yeah. You can you can the leave rolling your, fixture. Yeah, yeah. that rolling fixture to go. Well, it'll be one. Although of the there's only teams. there's only each team only gets to get one, doesn't it? Yeah, and you probably have to a lot at the start of the year, don't you? Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, and then I'm sure they could probably work out a, a way to do it better than than just well, sticking to it. But wild card round into the finals it brings up all that. Yeah. Stuff. He's thrown up ideas now as the new boss of footy, <laughs> either in Tassie <laughs> or <laughs> AFL. Hey, thanks for your call, Sam. Um, let's take a break. Uh, we need to. Uh, Clear a few things before we come back and, and say goodbye to you, Nobs, as we do around this time each and every day on the late trade before. And I haven't seen him today. So is, he, is he here? Big Matty? Well, he's normally been prancing around. Oh, no, there, there he is. He is. He's he is. In he just, the as I he's asked, in the fridge. He's, yeah. <laughs> oh, what's he getting? Getting ready. Getting oh, ready. Um, milkshake. <laughs> let's take a break on the late trade for MEGT. Build your best workforce with MEGT.com.au and Chemist Warehouse. INC Sports Nutrition, powering tomorrow today. Available from... Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Chemist Warehouse.